Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello and welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast, the podcast for coaches who are looking for more time and freedom in their businesses so you can keep on coaching. Hello, hello, welcome to this week's episode, episode 60, Don't Stop Marketing. It is Makala and I here with you today. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Uh, Next question. No. (laughs) Uh, This, I, as I was saying before we hit record, I'm looking forward to this episode because... I came across this exact problem that you're going to be talking about and yeah so take it away Jim why why should we not stop marketing well here's the thing so you know this year has been quote unquote a hard year you know for you and I it's been personal around the board and around the clock and around the world you know, people are tightening up purses and all of the things, interest rates are going up and things are getting more expensive. And I, I saw a really funny uh, meme the other day, actually, it was a picture of a shopping trolley um, and it said the most expensive vehicle to operate at the moment. <laughs> Cracked me up. You know? I saw one that said, I don't want to party like it's 1989. I want a grocery shop like it's 1989. <laughs> I was like... Yep. Right. So where are we going with that is that it is tempting to cut back in our businesses, right? Of course, because, you know, people are cutting back. People are losing clients. People are cutting budgets. All the things are happening. However, you know, I I do find with coaches, we sort of have two lots of cutbacks. So we have, um, you know, the financial visible sort of cutbacks that we do. And then sometimes we have emotional cutbacks as well, which sort of go the hand in hand. And things are getting tight. I can't do this as well. So Mm. we we sort of cut back in both ways. Um, However, during this time, it kind of is one of the worst things to do to to cut back on marketing. Um, Because here's the thing, you know, of course you can nurture the clients you have, which is what we should do and do and use your email lists and all of that. But if you're cutting back on marketing, where are the new clients going to come from? How are people going to remember you? So instead of cutting back, what if we could think of more strategic ways and other avenues of marketing rather than things are getting hard and I need to cut back, but it's just, it's just not the best move, right? Mm, Absolutely. Your marketing funnel, Mm. I mean, is there anything more important in any business? You know, if (laughs) if you're not doing something to draw leads into the top of your funnel, then, you know, once you've finished with your current crop of clients or they've moved on or re-signed or whatever, like where, where are new people going to come from? Mm-hmm. We know that it takes time to nurture and build mm-hmm. the know, like, and trust factor. Someone is not going to stumble over you today 
and sign up to your $2,000 program or whatever it is tomorrow and like not have ever heard of you before. That is, that is not how it works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's sort of the big question, like if people don't see you, how do they know that you're there? Mm. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So it's so important to maintain that brand awareness whether it's, you know, through a funnel or whatever it is, or all of those avenues, if you're not still out there being seen, maybe people don't know that you're still around even or you're operating. Or what if that one person that needs you searches and doesn't find you? Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so important. And same as a funnel, you still want more people in the funnel. But that's that's what you want. You know, and yes, it's not just like you said, you don't turn around a $2,000 client instantly. It doesn't work like that. But you need that running and operating so they come into your world, right? And they're there and you are sending them emails and they're going through a funnel and all of the things is happening until they get to that. You know, it used to be the seven times, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now in the good old days. Yeah, in the good old days, they're saying that's up to 12 now. People need 12 touch points of you before they're going to take an action. So if they're not in your funnel, you're pulling back on that. It's it's just, it's detrimental. Like, why would you be doing that when things are getting tougher? And, Jem, maybe, like, if we've got any sort of new listeners who are new coaches, could you explain what a marketing funnel is and how it works? Yes, of course, I can explain. Thank you for putting me on the spot. Anytime. (laughs) So a funnel, if we think about a funnel that we use for for cooking or what do we use actual funnels for to pour something into something? I can't even think. Putting oil in a car, for example. Oil in a car. There we go. Is not cooking. Please don't cook with oil from a car. No. And I, I, the only, I am not a car person, but uh-huh. as I was telling you earlier, we picked up my daughter's new car today and, like, it's a secondhand car, and the lady said, if you put oil in it, make sure you use a funnel, otherwise the mechanic will get cranky with you. So that's why that was the first thing that came to mind. Right. I was like, that's a bit of a random one to. I know, coming from me. Yeah. So there I you go. I love it. That's why. Don't we we learn something something new on all of these podcasts, right? <laughs> Life and marketing related. So picture a funnel. That's the shape of it. So if you don't quite know a funnel, upside down triangle. Think about that. So we're starting from the top. So we have what we call like top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. So imagine them. Um, imagine a funnel sectioned. And your top one, of course, is the biggest, then it gets a bit smaller, then it gets a little bit smaller again. So what we have in a, in a funnel is we want new clients to come in. So how do we get them into a funnel? It's usually through a lead magnet. It'll be through calls to action on social media. It'll be through various parts of the internet where generally you're asking someone for their information. So you're asking for name and email in exchange for something. So they're signing up with you or they're finding you in some sort of way, which then transfers them into the top part of the funnel, which is generally known as our awareness area. So like we 
Mikanal was saying before, you know, they're aware of you. They come into your realm. And then generally they will go into your emails and your email will send them through a funnel and they go through different stages. So you generally have the most people in that top of funnel, in that awareness. So they're in your realm. You know, they may never reply to an email, but they may follow you on socials. So they're in there. And then your plan is to nurture that person to get them into that next stage, which is the middle of the funnel. And that's when it gets smaller because you do lose people in that awareness phase, right? Mm. So then it gets a bit smaller and that's when they're going into consideration. So you're probably sending them, you know, emails of some form. You've probably tagged them into a different group at this point. So maybe they've um, responded to something you've sent so then you're, you know, you're retargeting them into that thing that they responded to. So they're getting smaller and smaller. Again, you're going to have some drop off and then you get right down to the bottom, to the tiny little tip of the funnel, which is where they convert into being your client. And, and that that's a funnel. So if you don't have people moving through that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a struggle to find new clients because from them just signing up on an email, it's taken, again, all of those touch points and all of those times to convert. And, of course, not every client you get as a lead is, is going to convert through to your funnel to then become a mm. customer. Yeah, and, like, as you <laughs> you know, you, you do, like, the whole idea of a funnel, the reason it's called a funnel and is that shape is because you get tons and tons, well, ideally you get tons and tons of leads in the top and just some kind of out the bottom. Yeah, of course. So you need to be trying to capture as many people as possible by doing your social media and, you know, or your ads or yeah. your, your webinars, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, however you get them getting them, yeah. To the top of the funnel so then they can work their way through. Because if you stop putting in that effort, then what's coming out the bottom is going to dry up. Absolutely. I love that, dry up. Now now, now picturing the oil, like it's such a good analogy, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, totally. And, and you know, we got I, I got a little bit um, specific there, but once they go through funnel, you know, you'll have different, um, customers or clients or leads, I guess, in there that are going to interact with with various things. So when you've got the, you know, the most amount of people up the top of the funnel in that awareness in your realm, you know, you may have different avenues then that you're leading them through, you know. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. And then when you're getting into that smaller sort of part that maybe when they want to come to maybe a webinar or a, um, you know, book a one-on-one -on -one call or a free consultation or whatever that may be in that middle sort of section, that's when it's a really good idea to try and get in front of them, you know, so then you can move them down even further um, into that tiny top little point to convert because it, it, it may take a couple of times again of seeing them and being in front of them before they convert, you know. So though, like we said, the seven touch points, way more now it's up to they're saying about 12 so it, it you know it does take a long time to truly nurture a client I mean this stuff isn't easy if it were everyone would be doing it and it yeah. is 
it is harder. It is taking longer now for people to give emails away and to jump on a on a list because you know financially things are tougher. So mm. you know you, you don't want to stop doing that. You, you need to be out there still. Mm. And and you need to be doing things like continuing with you know, your regular emails to your list once yeah. you have people on the list. That's a really important part. Um, like take me, taking myself, for example, just this last week I've signed on someone who has been in my funnel for about 18 months. Yeah. Like she just, it was just not the right time and it's taken 18 months to get to the right time and I've kept her kind of engaged through my social media posts, which she's been engaging with, but also through regular emails. So, you know, spend the time and the energy on your marketing, especially when times are tough, because it is going to pay off in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you didn't put in the time with her, with that, you know, did you say her, he or she? Never, <laughs> I just made her a hair. <laughs> Your client they never would have signed, you know, if you weren't putting that time in there, if you didn't have that funnel in place or if she wasn't in your realm, you know, mm. you wouldn't have seen that. And if you had stopped social media, if she hadn't seen you post in ages, how is she going to know you're still there? So, you know, you're sort of maintaining client loyalty in a way that they're not even clients at the moment they, they may be within social media and they may be podcast listeners or whatever's happening mm. don't 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 stop that because it's they they will come right you know it's it's that thing it, it, marketing is a marathon we've done an episode on that it is certainly not a sprint and right now it's kind of turning into an ultra marathon <laughs> you know so Jim, like can you see any like with as we've discussed people letting their marketing and stuff drop off at the moment do you see any potential opportunities for people who do continue with their marketing now sorry so I just realized my microphone was not plugged in (laughs) so now you can hear me wonderfully and clearly so I apologize for my echo earlier (laughs) Please repeat the question. <laughs> Seriously, you you expect me to remember that? I have okay. no idea what you asked me. It was some it was something along the lines of like, you know, with everyone basically abandoning, well, not everyone. Lots of people abandoning their marketing efforts at the moment yep. to try and save money. Do you see any opportunities um opening up for those of us that do make the effort and the decision to keep persisting with um, the strategy? Absolutely. That is such such a good question. So if you really think about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I read an article earlier in the week actually about real estate market and no, sorry, it was jobs about job market Mm -hmm. and a lot of people uh, don't look job hunt this time of year thinking that, oh, people won't really advertise for a job. People are finishing up, finishing up the year. You know, it's December, things are quiet. It's actually a, an excellent time to look for a job because people still need to employ people and there's less competition. 
Mm. Less people going for jobs. So you kind of have more of a more of a chance to get the role and the position. And it's the same here, right? If if other people are pulling marketing and reducing marketing, it's it's great for you, right? You've got mm-hmm. reduced competition around you. So you you probably have a higher likability of of getting a client with less competition around. So um yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it really puts you in a really good position. You can really strategically position yourself around with with less competition. Um yeah, oh, we're all in all about the analogies today, aren't we? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I actually found that really interesting about the job market. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, but like I was saying earlier too, it's the real estate market as well. Yeah, that's why it was in my head. Yeah. Companies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no way. one wants Same to move. Properties. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to move before the school term finishes or before Christmas. So there's actually properties on the market without renters and in Tasmania where there's a rental crisis. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all about the timing, really. Timing. Absolutely. Is- yeah. But doesn't it make a lot of sense though? It, it really is your time to, you know, really position yourself well and, and mm. go out there even, even harder, right? If you can, because remember, you, you don't need to be doing paid marketing. This is so so much other marketing, right? So maybe you've reduced spend on ads and things like that. That's totally fine. But, you know, there's absolutely no need to cut the organic stuff, all the stuff that is on a lower cost, right? Mm. Get out there and 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 do it harder, especially if others are reducing. Like it's mm. the perfect time for you to jump in there and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the thing as well. You can... Also pay attention to changing behavior, right, of of people. So if people are pulling back spending and they're not, um, you know, putting as much money maybe into coaching or however it may be, then this is a really good opportunity to see, well, what are their preferences at the moment, right? So how can you adapt to what your clients, customers are spending, are doing? You know, there, there's mm. such an opportunity to go into analytics and see how they are engaging with social posts, maybe what they are talking about, right? So you can get really, really strategic as well with your copy and the things that you're saying. So yeah, you know, biz- yes, business is tight, but don't don't come back on your marketing. I know it can be so tempting. And especially, like I said, right at the start, that, you know, when things get tough financially, then our brains start to, you know, have a panic, of course. Like things are harder. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not good enough. So all of that's going to come. So, you know, during tough times, actually, you know, putting more into your marketing will pay off in in the long run. And it puts you strategically in a better position than others. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.